All right, this is Hyperborean Radio. I'm Celtic God. With me today is the Lorekeeper. And uh, yeah, we just want to say we hope everybody had a happy Independence Day. Uh, well, the Americans and for everybody else, I hope that you guys had a good weekend, 4th of July, all that good stuff, you know, swimming, cooking, etc. Uh, because, I mean, frick, it's summer. If you hear bang, uh, the bangs and whatnot, we are actually recording on the 4th. That we are. And to, and fittingly, the topic today is going to be about the good old America. And specifically, it's because we've touched on this in numerous other podcasts. We've written whole articles about it. We've done whole posts. There's an entire telegram called the American Spirit that covers stuff like this. And what well, we'll, and American Folklore. That's oh, yeah. American Folklore Preservation is one of our favorite channels on Telegram. So there's a shout out to them. Check them out. But one of the biggest pet peeves that I have and one that we have touched on is people often consider America to be an extremely puritanical an extremely Christian and an extremely conservative country. <laughs> yeah. None of those are true. No, no, none of those are true. Well, um, well, America did become puritanical and uh, very Christian at one point. Uh, in particular, because Christianity's been with America since its inception, but it didn't really start taking off until the 1950s, except for in the small horror-filled portions of American history that we often read about in school. Oh yeah, they they self-select. Like, is no one wonder why like witch burnings were not witch trials and stuff like that was not like an everywhere thing that they always have to go to Salem? It's not that it didn't well, happen. Salem or uh, Virginia. There was there was a few trials there. But fortunately, the judges there were were like you're you're trying you're te- a trial for what, and then threw them out. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Salem, that's Massachusetts, right? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, shit went fucking crazy there because they were puritanical Christians. Well, Most of the places, not so much until like 1950s. They went so biblical, they went Old Testament on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, J- Salem is actually uh, named With the after Jerusalem. and everything. Yes, well, I mean, there was a famous guy that they tried to get him to confess to being a witch and were piling rocks on top of him. And when they said, confess to being a witch, he's like, more rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Badass. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, not really a thing. It's a big, giant misconception. Um, because, actually, the American government itself, it's modeled after a combination of things, if you read the supporting um, literature. Yes, God is mentioned, but they even mention that they have to mention God because of all the pseudo-Christians So uh, that was in America. But it was actually modeled off from the Roman Senate for some reason, even though they took a massive, massive pot shots at it off uh, from uh, the Germanic tribal systems and off from the high king system is, is what America was actually originally modeled off from. Yes. And <clears throat> literally, we have our own goddess. Yes, she's treated as a personification, mm-hmm. but Colombia is literally the goddess of America. That's like her whole deal. She's a war goddess. She's a, a maternal goddess. Uh, Columbia University even renamed itself after her instead of King's College, which is what it originally was. Yeah. And here's the thing is 
Am I going to try and sit here and claim that all of the founding fathers were pagan? No. No. Am I going to sit here and claim they're all Christian? No, because that's also not true. And I don't think they were all occultists either, which is something. Because that's something a lot of moderns like to jump on is. Well, they were all occultists, and what what do you call the uh, what the hell is that the uh, the Masons? They were all Masons. It was a gentleman's club. By the by, the time they was involved in it, that's basically what it was, and not like a modern day gentleman's club where it's a strip club. They might like have the had British kind of gentleman's club. Yeah, like the British kind of gentleman's club, and it's where they talk politics and philosophy, and yes, religion as well. And they, they, it wasn't a secret at all. Well, and a lot of them were either deus or unitarian. Yeah. Like, um, and here's the thing. Deus are Christian in name only, effectively. Deus effectively believe that, yeah, there was a creator deity, but it fucked off. So who yeah. cares? And then Unitarians are basically the equivalent of, you know, well, we should have a debate at this Friday at this time about this specific detail about this specific thing about this thing that may have been written that day on this time of week they get overly complicated it's actually it used to be an old joke actually that um unitarians are more likely to debate religion than they are to actually do it yeah (laughs) so that whole puritanical um protestant america that's also not a thing until uh, oddly, the 1950s. Did churches exist here before that? Oh, yeah, for sure. But it wasn't really as widespread as uh, as modern history would have you think. If you actually go back to the, the periods of time, like don't read about the periods of time. Go to the writings that was back then, like stuff that was actually written in the 1920s, and you'll see it wasn't nearly as prevalent as... Uh, as the history classes and history books would tell you. Well, a very Christian nation doesn't venerate a prophetic groundhog every February. We don't celebrate a flying magical elf every December. We don't welcome the spirits in October. We don't venerate a ancient rabbit God in April. You know, we don't venerate the Fae in March. That's not what Christian nations do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and, then there's there's the concept that America is extremely conservative. Well, I'm pretty sure the world realizes now that uh, once we might have been fairly conservative, even though it was considered a liberal country at the time, but now they are just batshit fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, we were talking to our Spanish friend earlier, and we were like, you know, like there are people in this country pushing for post-birth abortions. like yeah, up, up to, to five years. Holy crap, they went past toddler. Yes, yes. It started off at like days, quickly worked into months, and then they they figured five years, five years post-birth is a good time to end abortion because it's a mother's choice. Her body, her choice. Dear fucking gods. (laughs) But yes, not liberal. No. And people often... Not (laughs) hyper-conservative. Either. Well, and I I saw this weird uh, graph thing from Europe where it had, like, Donald Trump at the extreme far right. He's left of center. Yeah. He's a business business Democrat. Yes. It's, I don't know how far left Europe is, but to treat Bernie Sanders as a centrist is a little insane. Yeah, yeah. But... 
This although is, he is for the the millionaires now. Yes. Now that he is one. Well, if he keeps getting some money, he'll eventually be. It's those trillionaires. Yes. But let's not get too political. Let's get into the fun bits. Let's get into other misconceptions. Like, I don't know. America it ha- still has slaves, and we don't teach them to read. Oh yeah, oh, I forget the guy's name. And it doesn't matter. So there's a there was a prominent a Norwegian U- guy. Yeah, prominent Norwegian, fairly YouTuber. prominent in in pagan circles, and it was last year the BLM riots, right? Uh, the last year, the year before. They've been doing it for three years. Uh, yeah, it's they still haven't actually stopped. They just stopped reporting on them. But the guy was saying that these riots wouldn't be happening. One, if America taught the black people how to read, because just if they knew how to read, they wouldn't riot. And then if we didn't keep them in chains, if we was to release our slaves, there wouldn't be the riots. What? Well, and this is partly why I wanted to talk about and, and, this. And this isn't a prominent Norwegian guy from 100 years ago. This is a prominent Norwegian guy from the, now. Yeah, from now. Um, and he he released these these statements during uh, the big Chaz in Fiasco, Portland. Yeah. yeah, this is how worldly, how worldly some of these people are. Well, and I'm not trying to take a dig at anybody specific here, but there is even within America there are these massive misconceptions about our own history. Mm-hmm. Like we're not really taught about folk heroes anymore, and. It's gotten worse since I've been in school, but when I was in school, when you're taught American history, it's pretty much like there's two really big chunks around the Civil War and like World War II slash civil rights period, and they really harp on racism bad, Mm -hmm. and then the rest of history kind of just falls by the wayside. MLK was the biggest hero ever in all of the world. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, and and then the poor lady that... She was so brave because she wouldn't get up and go into get, get off move move, get, move her seat for an old person that is still the custom today. And if you're sitting in the front of, okay, here Americans and Europeans, listen because I'm I'm telling Americans what what is just I don't know uh, polite I guess if you're on the bus if you're a young person and an old person or a disabled person gets on the bus and you're sitting in the front of the bus, move back. Give them the seats closest to the doors. It's the polite thing to do. Now, this brave lady who wasn't old at the time, she was old by the time I was a kid, but she wouldn't have been old back when this happened. She was so brave because she wouldn't give up her seat to senior citizens, and I actually watched an old interview with her. And they asked, you know, what motivated this? And it it kicked off the... uh, uh, what the hell is that movement called? Civil rights movement? Yeah, the civil rights movement. And this, I'm not kidding, this was their answer. I was tired. I just got off work. My feet was hurting. I was tired. And I wasn't going to move. Yeah, that's what kicked all that off. Well. Kind of like hands up, don't shoot. Yes. Which never happened, by the way. No, it's. I mean, it's happened since then. Well, it's but not in that case. And it probably happened before that. But that particular case, no, that was bullshit. Well, it's this massive amount of revisionist history. It, it was done by the Christians in the 1950s, and it's mm-hmm. been done by the, uh, li- uh, I don't want to say liberals, but there's. But the liberals. The liberals. 
have rewritten history. It's like how magically all of a sudden George Washington like pried the teeth out of slaves to use as his dentures. Yeah. Even though that is not the case. No. They aren't even human teeth. No. If I remember correctly, they're like ivory or something. But Some of them are ivory. Some of them uh, belong to various other animals like dogs and deer. Yes, which were probably dead when they were taken. Well, I'd imagine. Yes. Usually you don't hold Fido down and try to take his teeth. And Bambi's kind of hard to catch. Yes. So. But this- yeah, the wooden teeth, the, the wooden teeth of uh, of George Washington total myth oh yeah he, no they was real teeth yes human not so much and that's the thing is there's all of this revisionist history and yeah i'm i'm honestly just kind of sick of it because they right, ra- like daniel boone daniel boone killing a bear when he was three years old no he was like eight it's still impressive <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is Daniel Boone, Mountain Men, all these folk heroes, because I've gotten into arguments with pagans that are like, oh, those are interesting, but they're too Christianized. I'm like, there is literal stories oh. of Paul Bunyan that that are so anti-Christian that they make the Christian look like an idiot. Like, I think it's a story of all the blacksmith. Yeah, that's the one I was going to bring up. there's a preacher in Paul's camp trying to get him to convert to Christianity, and Ole's just not having it. He's finally, he's just fed up, and he shoves him up the chimney. That, right. The, the the key words here, convert to Christianity, and then he gets shoved up a blacksmith's um, stove pipe. So, yeah, yeah. These stories aren't very Christian. They're actually quite anti-Christian. Well, they, they're almost the antithesis of Christianity. They yes. contain all of these traits. Because we've actually commented on this, this sort of accidental continuation of older myths. Mm-hmm. Like there's a story in Paul Bunyan where, and people would not have known these stories, but Paul Bunyan, I think it was either he, uh, babe got stuck in ice and he got licked out or Paul got stuck in ice and babe licked him out, which kind of sounds a little like Emir and Adhumbla. And then you have Paul literally fighting a river like Heracles yes. fighting, I think Tiburnus or Tiber. It was a river God anyway. Yeah. So there's this kind of irreverent, pagan myth of the American frontier of the American woodsman. And it, we're not the only ones that noticed this. The church has taken deliberate shots at it. Like you lived through, you lived in an area that had a massive cult of Paul Bunyan. Yes. And the church would literally call over. We had the, uh, the lumberjack competitions. They need to shut them down because they're worshiping the devil over there. They do sacrifices and human sacrifice. I mean, they get, they got, they got crazy crazy with it of course none of that stuff was happening there was no demon worship no devil worship no babies being cooked no no people being sacrificed or slaughtered no but no that dark rituals but that's the church's mo they always they talk about these things and they accuse us of doing these things because our people because inherently they do are them themselves yes and our people I'm are convinced. Inherent. It's just like the liberals now. They, they project. They project. So I am convinced that that's exactly what most of these church leaders are doing is proje- projecting their own crap onto everyone else. Yes. Like everyone thinks the old school pagans did pedophilia. No. that The people you, that tend to think that are the pedophiles. Yes. In, in fact, uh, it was actually a death sentence in much of Greece. Yes, if they found out, they would just fucking kill you. Well, one of my favorite ones is a uh, whole town chasing a senator. I think I, I'm not sure if it was a Greek senator, Roman senator. 
It was a while, been a while ago since I read it. But, um, yeah, he had his pool boys. And the people found out about it, that he was abusing his pool boys. So they went to went to his villa, and they was going to, uh, let's say, discuss this with him. And he ran out of his villa. So it's the rules of nature. You run. I have to chase. It's just the way that it is. It's nothing personal. They just really wanted to talk to him, right? Because very reasonable people. And it was legal, according to one Christian guy that, that also brought up this story. Um, but then the senator jam- jumped off from a cliff to his death, as opposed to having a reasonable conversation about the law with with these uh, these villagers, these pe- very peaceful villagers that was very understanding of laws and homosexuality and pedophilia so on and so forth. Yes, it's almost like he was trying to escape a fate worse than death, but that yeah. couldn't have been it. Almost, almost, but no, 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 that couldn't have been it. But that's Be- because our ancestors are very peace-loving, you know, except for when it comes to to uh, non-hyperboreans and then then it was just all horribleness. Well, it's this giant revisionist history that has been done across not just American history, but European history in general. Like, well, mo- let's be honest. This is across the world. Oh, yeah. Any place where our people step foot. Yeah. It's revisionist history. Well, like we were talking about this earlier, there's whole groups of our people that have been just wiped out of history, like the Ainu and the Uyghurs. Right. And the- technically, the Uyghurs still exist if you look up the name, but they're not Uyghurs anymore. Well, now they're doing it to the Greeks, too, trying to make them oh, non-Hyperborean. Yeah. And... and- Yes, most Greeks are actually Hyperboreans. Now, granted, the ones that you see in the tourist cities and the ones that you see on TV, um, let's say strongly semi-mixed. Well, it's like London or New York. They're technically in Hyperborean countries, but you're going to have a lower percentage chance of finding one of us. Right. And this is... I love America. I really am not a fan of our government, to put it mildly, but I am a big fan of this country's culture, of what it stood for. Well, it's been a, that's actually been a thing for as long as I've been alive. I love my country. I hate my government. It's, it's, I grew up hearing that. Yes. I, I, lo- I love America. The country is amazing, but the government, I hate the government. That, that's, it's been a chant in rural areas for as long as I've been alive. Uh, and I've I've traveled the U.S. a fair amount. Every rural town I went to, I've heard people talk about that. Well, and it's some... And the sort of death and attack upon our culture has been very, very common. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, holidays. That's a big one. Everyone loves Halloween. It is slowly dying because people have basically been borderline banned from doing it. Well, and something else a lot of people end up falling for. Uh, and, okay. People will conflate the English with the English government. <clears throat> so the English government goes and does something stupid. And everybody gives the English people shit for it. Here's the thing. They might get, they might maybe, if you believe in the votes get to vote the people in, but they don't get to vote on what they do once they're in. 
Same as in America, same as in the Netherlands, same as in Norway, same as in Sweden, same as in Germany and France and any other country. Do not confuse the people for the governments that <clears throat> that they live under. It's just simple as that. And the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of that shit flying our direction right now. Oh, yeah. They'll blame America for everything happening in the Middle East. America effectively never supported that war. Any no. of those wars. We never really cared. Same with Vietnam. It well, was a shit when, show. For um, the, the first one, uh, the Gulf War, the Gulf War at first. Yes. But that was only for like, I don't know, maybe a month. And then we was like, why are we still there? We went there. We punched him in the face. Come back home. And well, we've been there since. Well, it's because America is actually inherently a very isolationist country. Mm -hmm. And we were an isolationist country for most of our I mean, we are history. all for going and fucking another country up. But doing it really quick and then coming back home. Yes, you go, you take care of business, you come back. We're not interested in these long, from our perspective, pointless wars. Mm -hmm. So, and when we speak of America in general we have an opinion that America basically is three different groups. You have the Europeans who settled here. And if you believe some of the folklore, mythology, archaeology, we're here already, depending mm -hmm. on who you ask. Makes sense. And then you have the Indians, the turkey feather ones. And then you have the Ameriblacks. Mm -hmm. For better or worse, all three of these have been here since the country got founded in large numbers. Yeah. So I'm not saying we should all live together, but I'm saying... We all kind of have It's a big continent. Yeah, it's a big continent and we don't want all of it in the first place. Last I checked, I don't know a lot of people that are like, we should conquer Mexico. No, no. And I'm actually convinced for the really warm areas, it's mostly the moderns. And because of since the advent of air conditioner, yeah, the air conditioner. Well, before that, like Florida, go back before pre air conditioner. Oh, they couldn't get white people to go there. Late people is like, what? No. No. We would do some cowboy stuff in the north of Florida, but definitely not the rest of well, it. Well, it was like visit and be like, man, it is hot, and then go back north. Well, same with the southwest. The, the thing is, is we don't do well in the hot areas. It's why our brains always get fried. Mm -hmm. Florida, the southwest, California, Hawaii. Even Georgia. They had a hard time getting people to settle Georgia because Georgia was too hot. Yeah. And, yes, I know that there's been families in Georgia since... 17 what the fuck ever but they ended up building specific houses and they still had a hard time getting people to settle there they had to actually the the pre-american and the american government had to actually give land away there to get people to go there not sell it not give them an opportunity to win it not none of the other stuff there's like here's some land go there in some cases, they actually took prisoners from some areas and put them in the others to settle it. They're like, if you go there and you live there, here's some land and just stay there. And you're free. You're, you're not in prison anymore. You're, you're free. Go to Georgia or Florida. And it's an interesting little tidbit of history, but it's the way that it is. They had to basically push people into those regions. Please go here. Yes. Uh, in particular, you know, not like up in the mountains where it's cooler, but in particular down in the valleys and whatnot, where it's just uh, how was it colorfully uh, described to me once? Satan's butthole. 
Well, that's like there's a saying. Is it uh, Alabama or Mississippi? We talk like this because it's far too oh. hot to ever be <laughs> yeah. in a hurry. Talking to some people from Alabama, and they're like, what you mean I talk slow? <laughs> <laughs> we talk so slow because it's so hot. Can't be in a hurry for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they overheat so much they just start running slow. Just, just it, it's the same. It's just a, a generic Southern drawl for the, for Alabama, but they speak so slow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and they know it. It's amazing. I love people from Alabama because they they can play with that so so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I kind know. of, <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad for Alabama because there's like a general uh, insult now where they're all inbred. Yeah, which is not true. It's it, this is the reality of it. I've lived in cities and I, I've lived in the country. Everybody in the city seems to think everybody that lives in the country is inbred. Now, here's the thing about people that live in the country: they're not because they freak out about this whole stereotype and they're like oh no they're my eighth cousin i can't marry them do you have any idea how far away from you an eighth cousin is now people in the city they might be marrying their first cousins and not know it because most of them have no idea who their own cousins are so which one is more likely inbred mm-hmm. let's play some odds here well it's been perpetuated population by population densities you don't know anybody outside of your or who's in your family outside of your your brothers, sisters, mom, dad, aunts and uncles. But you don't know their kids. And it's just a general stereotype that's been spread around mostly by Hollywood. And we yeah. actually covered this in the media podcast. There was this oral folk story and traditions and customs oh, that don't were passed break down around. in the country. The people, the, the country folk, they're going to come out in the woods and they're. They're, they're going to kill you, you and, and they're going to rape you, to your you raven and they're going to eat you. And if you're lucky, they're going to do it in that order. Yeah. They're they're not the fucking Reavers from Firefly, man. No. <laughs> and that's the thing is a lot of modern culture is defined by radio and television. Mm-hmm. The bionic hearths, as we called them in media. And American culture just isn't that. I'm sorry, but you can't afford, you know, an apartment on a chef and a waitress's salary the size uh, that is in Friends. Right. Well, and yeah, that's another great stereotype is because I have heard this, especially from people not from America, but from some Americans that are. But all Americans are so rich. Uh huh. Not at all. No, we've actually talked to uh, Europeans and explained the general size of most people's living spaces. Oh, yeah, because they was telling us how how big the American living spaces are. It's like, no, 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 no. It turns out their modest homes are bigger, as big or bigger than our big houses. Not our mansions, not our rich people houses, but... Like the normal person, yeah, their houses are significantly larger. And by normal person, I don't mean, and I'm not bagging on anybody that does this. I'm not talking about somebody that makes seventy-five or a hundred thousand dollars a year. Most Americans don't make that. No, and that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have is not only does America have longer work weeks, and some people don't even have work weeks. They might be lucky to get a day off. Mm-hmm. But there's so many misconceptions that Americans believe about America, mm-hmm. and the well, and most of the Americans that that 
most Americans think that they're just doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, because most Americans are working part-time jobs, minimum wage. This is the reality of it. You look at, go ahead and look up your the the federal statistics of America, and you'll see. I'm telling you the truth. Most people have part time jobs, minimum wage. That's what most people live on. Most people are working two to three of those jobs. They think that they're just doing it wrong. Well, it's like um, what is it? If you average out for uh, GPA or GTA, G- uh, gross GPA. domestic product GDP, GDP. Oh, that's GDP. the word I'm thinking of. Uh, GDP G- GPA is uh, is, is, uh, is grade is thing grade point average yes uh, but for GDP America looks really good on paper until yeah. you realize we also have some of the richest people right and if anyone we knows, have Elon Musk we have Elon Musk we have Bill Gates we have Jeff Bezos so if you have the richest people on the planet and you average it out and then you also have to consider the fact that that's just the legal citizens right because the simple fact is America's actual population is closer to a billion, but we have less than 400 million officially. Yeah, it's um, the official number last time I looked was 350, I want to say eight, but 350 million. I'll just round it, round it to 350. 350 million people. But we have thousands coming in a day, millions a month on occasion. Let's do the math on this over the just two years let alone over the last six years well the last or 60 years it's been going on yes it's been going on for a very long time the the modest estimates is that our population is two times our official population that's just with um that that's not even figuring in the all of the recent um illegal aliens it, it, that's like refugees it's people here on work visas um, so on and so forth. So between the legal ones and just the illegals that they know about, it's almost double the population. Well, it's one of the reasons. Uh, That's why you can't take a walk without bumping assholes with three people. Yeah, it's why you can meet someone from Costa Rica or Guatemala who can't speak English, who still has a ID from that country they're from that is somehow in Michigan. It's it's actually a really serious problem in this country, but it always gets stopped with, no, there are people, too. There's no such thing as illegals. Uh-huh. Are you saying that, that it's illegal to be a person? Yeah, sure, whatever. That That's my answer to those stupid questions anymore. Yeah, sure, whatever. Well, and the main misconception because there's so many misconceptions about America and we could just we could go off on tirades about just the political right. ones. Yeah, but the big one the big one that i am most interested in is the cultural yes because in america America doesn't have a culture that one annoys the living crap out of me we have a very distinct artistic style we have a very distinct music style we have a very distinct clothing style just our quilts actually oh yeah because quilts there's a specific american quilt style well it's so unique that some people actually use their quilt designs as heraldry you can find a I think they're called barn stars or barn quilts throughout much of the Midwest and the well, Eastern United States. It's, it's all over the place. Not necessarily that particular thing, but the American quilt style. It's all over rural America. And well, it's 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 unique. It's identifiable. Like you can just look at it and say, oh, yeah, this is an American pattern as opposed to quilts from Europe or quilts from Canada. You know, the 51st state America's hat. 
Yes. <laughs> but it's unique patterns, and that's just the quilt. Unique pies. And, and, you know, we don't have things like, you know, rodeos. Uh, we don't have things like um, lumberjack competitions. Um, we don't have the, um, it's from the, the river, like the river ferryman type things. And they actually, they'll actually race like rafts up and down rivers and uh, hook them up to, hook ferries up to uh, mules and whatnot in some rural areas. And they'll race up and down the river. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait, we don't do that because America doesn't have a culture. Well, and when they do try to present American culture, they trace this really specific Puritan Christian line. Yeah. And well, because they, it reinforces the notion that we're a Christian nation and that we have no culture because yes. simply put, the uh, Puritans are the most boring of all American yeah. groups like. And if you actually start looking into history, you find things like, I don't know, the Pennsylvania Dutch, which were literally accused of being heathens. Yes. And this is a Protestant group. This mm -hmm. isn't even the Catholics. And there was entire customs that came into existence and were destroyed, like bell snickling. Mm -hmm. Bell snickling was basically like European mumming with crazy costumes, wildman outfits, loud people, half drunk one, running one through the streets. One of my favorite things I read about was the complaint about the, the crazy Celts doing this silly Halloween custom for a month straight and they just won't stop. Oh, yeah, like uh, uh, jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns are actually really old. We don't know how old they are, but we know that by the time that the old rich people in the cities are complaining that it's freaking everywhere, it's been around for a while. Yeah, and, and they're belligerently singing out in the streets and prancing up and down the streets for, for the whole month. Oh, my goodness, it's horrible. Well, and it was it's actually a very common complaint is the upper crust complaining about the German and the Irish immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't exclusively the German and the I Irish. I almost went off on the whole the rich people protecting paganism. No, no, no. This wasn't even a thing in Europe. No, you know, the rich people have never actually protected paganism or heathen customs or put them forward or not. They consistently complain about them because. The, the peasantry won't stop. Every once in a while, they'll write stuff down and twist it a little bit. Well, but. yeah, but usually because they're complaining about it. I, I, almost everything that I've come across that was written that was old is the the well-to-do complaining about the poor people doing heathen things. Oh, yeah, like you read the church, and they're complaining about how they can't get people to stop venerating their ancestors, so they start calling them devils. Or uh, they'll complain about women they, going they show off up in the, the church night. on Easter, and then as soon as, as church is over, they head up into the hills to do their devil worship. They won't stop venerating their Tompte gods, I think was one from Sweden. Mm -hmm. And it's the same in America. Why do you think they had to send preachers out west? There has been this constant struggle in America for the soul and spirit of America well, between and, this and puritanical Christian... And this heathen-mindedness. For Appalachia, a lot of people think Appalachia is really Christian. No. And it, it was down in the valleys. Once they managed to get the law to force people to allow them to be there. But how many of these priests are up in the hills? And I mean up in the hills. Not where, not, not on the edges where, where the, the rich folks live uh, with their beautiful vistas and so on. But up in the hills where they're scared to go because people live up there and they don't know who they are and they're like wild animals, man. And they don't know where and they I've live. I've been up there. 
these people, they're smart. They know history. They're, uh, they are everything not what the movies portray them to be. Well, and I mean, they're even well-dressed. I mean, they, they don't... Like, the ones I met is all homemade clothing. But it was tailored. I mean, it was nice clothes. The, they weren't dirty. They weren't backwards. They weren't... No, they were actually pretty well-educated. And, um, yeah, I asked them about... Because I asked him, I'm me, so I can't help but ask questions. Like the fellow there with uh, with one leg, and I had to run up and ask him about his robotic leg, and which turns out wasn't robotic, and how he lost his leg and so on and so forth. Because I'm me, I, I can't help but ask questions. But I asked him about all the stereotypes. And like the one guy said, the last time a preacher had been up there was something like 130 years ago. Yeah. They're, uh, they're no. Even when you watch these, what is that, like Discovery, the mountain men, and they go up there and they find the the old hillbilly hicks. Yeah, those. what they're finding is actors. Yes. And, like, there used to be towns in America that would actually go out and basically pretend to be nudist or just go straight up nudist to get the church gone or they mm-hmm. would, uh, or uh, when a priest would show up, they would straight up kill him. Yep. If, if he wouldn't leave town, they would just hang him. So there's this strain of American culture that is very heathen oriented. That's where you get things like Santa Claus. Yeah. That's where you get things like Halloween. That's where you get things like Groundhog Day. And, you know, these things descend from bear cults and they descend from ancestor cults and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can tell these things aren't Christian just looking at them, and people convince themselves because, well, this descends from Candlemas. This descends from All Souls Day. Mm-hmm. This descends from Christmas. And it's like, yes, um, can and you... Now those things descend from this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. Yes. It, they, they stop after going back one step and then avoid, like, the five steps after that. Yeah. But it's a, it's actually fascinating to me because American customs perennially shed the Christian ones. Well, I'd almost say that there's two histories to America. There is the Christian history and there is the, let's say real, real American history because, and why do I describe it that way? Because Christianity has been chasing the people running from it since forever. We're out of places to run. Well, there are no more frontiers for us, but now Christianity is starting to do like it always does. It insinuates itself and pretends that it's always been there. It's the Bantu method. Yeah. It's what Christianity pulled in Europe. You've always been Christian. Yeah. You were just foolish. I mean, just ask anybody. They'll tell you unless it's somebody that's actually studied history. Yes. It's one of the things that they use to keep. It's why they produce so much art of our people as I don't know. Isaac and Abraham and Esau, and they rewrite the Bible to describe them as Hyperboreans. Right. Well, and they're they're rewriting the American history to where we have always been the strong Christian nation. A and strong. I wish that you could see my hands moving around, but a strong Christian nation Almost. with wise, great wise mystical black men who led us through the whole history. Yes. Yes. As we devastated all of the races that are stronger than us, it, stronger, better, faster, smarter. They're not and very we good. Dominated at, them. Well, it doesn't have to make sense. I mean, if you read like what the church wrote about heathen history over in America, uh, not in America, in uh, Europe, they uh, they weren't very consistent or uh, 
Well, kind of yeah. like a liberal now. Well, yeah, it's they don't. It doesn't have to make sense. It My just feelings ha- don't care about your facts, damn it. Yes. And really, that's that's the thing. Is uh, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Feelings don't care about facts, and, and really, they'll just keep spinning this weird freaking circle around and around and around until basically you just give up. Yes, it. That's the thing. Is it arguments are not made to be won. They're made to waste your time. Mm-hmm. They're a method of attrition. They're, yes. It's a war of attrition method. They're not trying to win or lose. They don't care what you think. The goal is to waste your time so you don't do anything but debate them. Yeah. And it's not even debate. It's not discussion. It is right. argument. Because they aren't listening. Well, no. And that's the thing that I've noticed more and more. It's like you tell someone that you're not a progressive liberal and even explain to them. And then a month later, they're like... Oh, not even a month, like five minutes later. Yeah, they, they just wipe it from their brain. Most people function on autopilot. They're hollow. Yes. Well, that's why I like that you started calling them hollows. I, I forget where you got that from, but it was, it was a nice little connection. They're hollows, and they aren't listening to you anyways. All they're doing is waiting for their turn to talk. Yeah, it's pre-programmed. It's, And this is what's happened to American history is they've trained generations and generations of people to just repeat this these lies it's like uh my generation the gen uh gen z i think even the tail end of gen x is was taught to hate thanksgiving like Mm -hmm. it was a symbol of the oppression they they tried with with my generation but uh yeah we didn't listen to them on anything yeah and it it took with my generation and with gen z but like it doesn't make any sense first of all the the myth of thanksgiving is that everyone got along and it was a great time that's the actual myth yeah but in reality, it never happened. There wasn't really a first Thanksgiving. Yeah, and the Indians didn't actually save the settlers and so on and so forth. No, there's, there's nothing indicating that that was a thing. But I'll let people pretend it's fine. So if you believe that, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to debate it with you. It's fine. It's a good story. I will say this though: the whole they taught the Europeans to farm, yes, because agriculture was yes, unheard of. In Europeans Europe. had no idea how to farm anything. Uh, it, it, it's it's all these things that fall apart the moment you really start to think yeah. about it. Like how Christian is a nation that has Santa Claus as its main Christmas figure, Columbia as its figurehead, Colum- Lady Justice, Lady Justice, Ceres on top of the Missouri Capitol yes. building. Uh, uh, some of the Capitol buildings straight out have heathen sayings. Oh, one of my personal favorites is there is a large amount of artworks depicting the apotheosis of George Washington. Yes. Very, very Christian. Well, and he's usually accompanied by gods, like the one in the Capitol building has him surrounded by Columbia and then Mars a bunch of has, Roman gods. Has, has roots here. Thor has roots here. Finn, there are legends of Finn McCool. Yes, there are uh, legends of Thor. We have our own version. Storm along. Davy Jones is is here as well as on the other side of the ocean. But we have Davy Jones, Storm along, uh, uh, not not Bill Cassidy, uh, Butch Cassidy and the yes. Sundance Kid, Buffalo Bill, Annie Oakley, Doc Holliday was a straight up pagan hero. You have all these mountain men that were basically old school hermits. Oh, yeah. I I really like the Doc Holliday story because he started off as a devout Christian on the East Coast. He moves out west. And he meets the gods of the wild, and that's what he venerates. And 
yeah, he had tuber- tuberculosis. He didn't want to die of it, but he didn't want to commit suicide. He stopped fearing death, and he became death. <laughs> I mean, how much more fucking heathen do you get than that? And he venerated the winds and the hills and the the coyote, the call of the coyote. He knew the wild gods. He went out west, and he got to know the wild gods. That's his words. Yes, and that doesn't mean that he venerated coyote or Quetzalcoatl or no. whatever. No, our gods. And the Old West is just replete with that stuff. Like there's a psychopomp known as the Undertaker mm-hmm. that would roam the Southwest and the Old Western uh, states. You have Old Man River, who is a literal river god. Mm-hmm. You have Paul Bunyan falling in love with the Lady of the Lake or meeting the sun. It, it's this whole... There's a whole argument who who created Grand Canyon. Was it Paul Bunyan or was it uh, Pecos Bill? Yes, uh, and Pecos the two, Bill. Well, and Pecos Bill is some kind of weird cowboy storm river demigod, right? Who they perform the rodeo for? Yes, that's actually in. You can look it up if you dig a bit. The rodeo is supposedly done in honor of Pecos Bill, Johnny Appleseed, the American Dionysus, who oddly enough has a holiday at the beginning of planting season and the beginning of harvest season like some kind of vegetative god and paul bunyan's often compared to heracles but i've been thinking about his lore he's actually closer to vinamoinen oddly enough because they well a lot of his stories actually have him wandering off after losing the the battle to the machine and it's because everybody basically abandoned living in yeah, tune with the wild. Yeah, they 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 turned to, to uh, mechanization in, in the modern way of life, and this is even in some Paul Bunyan stories. And another cool thing too is some of these American gods aren't um, they aren't American only. Like there's there's uh, overlap with Canada, or in uh, some cases, Canada case, has Paul Bunyan. Canada has, has Johnny Appleseed. Yes. Well, I, I know for a fact that they have those two. They also have Santa Claus, and actually Santa Claus... Oh, yeah, I've, I forgot about him. Santa Claus makes it over to Europe, too, and people often complain about Santa Claus, but here's one thing I like that happens with Santa Claus when he goes over to Europe. People are so angry that the American Santa Claus is there. Yes. And they like him. American culture is, in, is uh, uh, what is it, in, not invading, um, but taking over European culture. But hold on, people. America doesn't have a culture, remember? Well, and our the, culture can't take over anything because we don't have one. Well, what I love though is that in Europe as a result, all of these Yuletide gods that were fading, mm-hmm. they're like, we can't have this American figure be right. most popular, so they start lifting the native one up. Like Father Christmas is becoming more Father Christmassy right. again. Uh Krampus Fa- is getting a lot more love. So is the Perchin Run. Then. La Bafana, uh, Father Frost, uh, the Yule Goat. All of these things are getting back to their roots in defiance of Santa Claus. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, the King of Yule is making sure the other Yule Tide mm-hmm. gods get their uh, well and um, their uh, due. May Day and uh, the whole Maypole and all that stuff was starting to fade out from Europe, from everything I could see on our side of it until Americans became enamored by it because we'd already lost it. We used to have it. Oh, yeah, you can find... And then we was like, we used to have what? What is this? And then we looked across the ocean and saw saw what remains there, and we're like, that's cool. And then it started coming back. 
well, over there. Well, it's like in America, we did have the May Queen for a while. Mm-hmm. It, one of the main differences was actually it became localized. So you would actually have the May Queen would not be dressed in those white gowns that you usually see, but actually in like a southern bell dress, but like white. Well, I know in certain areas in America, we have um, Pucks Day. I think that is also in Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah, they have Pucks Day, which is a goat. Well, and that's the thing is a lot well, of the cool. Well, a lot of these local holidays from Europe, they, what they did was they came over here, but they never became national. Most of the national holidays are either Celtic, so Irish and Scottish or German. Mm-hmm. They're actually most of the English specific holidays, with the exception of Christmas, which is still heavily German and Celtic in America. Yeah, the way that we do it. But Chris, the specific day of Christmas, we can thank one Brit, Charles Dickens yes. and his Christmas Carol. Because they were trying to get rid of that, too, and mm-hmm. it almost took. Yeah. Well, and they're trying to do it again. They're trying to get rid of Halloween. They're trying to get rid of Christmas and Yule. And their they're society and it's, it's this liberal society is trying to get rid of all of the holidays again. Well, it's the same methodology as the Christians do. Tear down all the statues, rewrite all the history books. We always were this way. There were no other options. Mm-hmm. It is the MO of every universalist ideology, whether it's political or religion. And the thing is, is they're both the same thing. The Catholic Church is a political organization and the communist and socialist parties are religions. Yes. And really, it, any political well, party I, is. I'm not even I'm not happy with these terms liberal or conservative for these political ideologies because they're they're just not good descriptors. Well, they simply, really aren't. Well, simply put, American conservatism is actually really liberal. Yes. So it's kind of saying like liberal and liberal light. And then the liberals aren't liberal at all. They're tyrannical and, and really fascistic. Oh yeah, it, it's this weird thing where no no one's name in American politics mean anything. Like there are actual immigrants from other countries that come to America. And they'll say something like, well, of course I vote for the Democrats. I'm pro-democracy. Yeah. Because they don't understand that that's not what the Democrats stand for. That, that you have to vote for the Democrats if you're, going to, uh, if you're going to uphold democracy because the Republicans are about a republic. And they don't, they don't get votes and they, they don't need votes and so on. So they have a completely odd view. And it makes sense when you look at just the words, but you don't understand how the government is run how the american government is run it makes sense why they would keep doing that and they keep voting in the democrats that are doing the very things that they freaking hate so what they're what's going on is they're the people come over here they get the right to vote if they come over legally or illegally if you're in california and then they vote for democrat and they're waiting for all these votes to come up on these laws which never come so then when these bad laws, these laws that they're like, these are bad laws. Why are these laws being being done? They think the Republicans are doing them. They're they're They keep waiting for the Democrats to be like, OK, let us now vote on this one law, not this whole block of laws like in in local areas. Um, what they do is it's like 100 ordinances all in one. It's like this huge block of stuff. And they're like. Vote yes to, I don't know, more money for the school. But at the same time, you're also voting 
yes to more money for the cops, for militarization of the police, uh, for them to, I don't know, start ticketing for a piece of letter that blew into your yard, so on and so forth. It gets nuts. Everybody knows about the city councils. But they're waiting for these individual votes that never happen because they're like, I love democracy, so I voted Democrat. And, and it doesn't work that way. It no, doesn't work that way in any freaking country. No, no party's name. This is why George Washington said parties would be the death of the country. Mm-hmm. He actually advised against it. He is the only president to have not run on a party. And here's the thing. People's opinions change as they get older. Like Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican. He started the Bull Moose Party, which is an extremely popular. Or was. Uh, was an extreme. Well, no. Right now, it is more popular than it's ever been oh, wow. because it wasn't a popular political party when it was first introduced. But it's really popular with like conservatives and like the manosphere and like American history buffs and outdoorsmen. Mm-hmm. It was the Progressive Party. That was its actual name. The Bull Moose was a nickname mm-hmm. because of uh, Teddy Roosevelt. It was actually a very liberal party. Yeah. Well, and, and again, like the, the, the liberals now. They're not liberal at all. The conservatives aren't. Conser- what are they conserving? Yeah, nothing. Well, it's what have the uh, it's said often. What if the progressives progress? What have the conservatives conserved? All of these words mean nothing. It's a bunch of alphabet soup bullshit. It's like Christianity and, and Islam, the religions of love and peace. They're anything but. And then you got European, uh, the Hyperborean ethnic faith. It's all war and death. And now what is it that we do? We avoid war because we understand the cost of it. And we're, we're trying to act, not go to all-out war because we understand the actual cost of that. And then we relish the living part. Then you have the Abrahamics, religion of love and peace and life. And all they do is worry about what's going to happen after they die. They don't give a fuck about being alive. They want to kill everything around them. There's nothing peaceful or living about them. No, their their whole d- thing is wish for a better life, then you die, and you might get a better life, or you might be tortured for eternity, even though that's not technically but, what know, happens in their people, book. Some people, they just want a nice place to go. Oh, I, I've die. flipped my lid when someone told me that. Some people just want a Best nice place. Best line ever. You want, <laughs> you want a nice... There, you got a ticket under your sink. Go have a drink. <laughs> oh, it was... Because I remember this. I, I actually said... Uh, you want a ticket to heaven so bad, there's one under your sink. Drink up. Yeah. There's no room for cowards in the coming years. Right. Well, and that was after they said that some people just want a nice place to go after they die. You know, like picking out a, a, a nice suburb and, and a condo. Well, and so I just want so to forth. move. After you described like 12 different halls and general concepts of afterlife. Well, what they want is angels singing harps on a cloud, serving the mojitos on a beach in Florida. Yeah. It's it's mind boggling and it's actually the Christians M.O. It's partly why country folk and people that we start saying start it was really when we we start realizing, oh, they don't listen. They don't listen. They don't believe anything because one of the fastest ways to make a Christian angry is just to talk to them about Christianity. Go in the Bible and watch them panic. Yeah, they know that they're a bunch of heretics. Um. Ah, oh, crap. I was just going to say something. I forgot what it was. I, uh, we got a few minutes left, so it might still come back around. Well, the whole thing is that um, I love America. I wish that it was in a better shape than it was. Yeah. 
And here's the funniest thing is I can get almost every American I who is Hyperborean I've talked to to I describe our traditional tribal high king system, which mm. is not a tyrannical or a dictatorial. High king is a bit of a misnomer by modern standards. They all want it. And that's actually what our country was largely set up to. The the, the seed that was corrupted was the Roman Senate elements. Yes. That's what was taken advantage of. That's what turned into all this for the Americans that are looking around. Mm -hmm. And simply put, politics in America is such a shit show that the only advice I can really give to people is to embrace and love American culture. But politics is... Politics, it, uh, it's too late for politics. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work. And unfortunately, everything is political now. Well, yeah, I can't even have a conversation about what I ate for breakfast yeah, without it was, turning political. I was going to say the color, the color of your poop. But yes, it really doesn't matter. It's all political conversation now because things have been taken that far. Oh, man, I had it and I lost it again. Well, I think... I think I'll finish up by saying um, here's the thing. America, ha there's a history you're told that is very Christian. And then there's the actual history, which is way more complex and a lot more, for lack of a better term, pagan than you've been led to believe. We have all these heroes. We have all these holidays. And the American fairyland, as some people like to call it, our folklore, our culture, our customs, all these things, they are replete with heroes. All of these heroes, these backbones of mythology, these inspirations to the young. And for those of you who saw the fireworks, those fireworks are set off for the heroic dead that we have had in the past, the ones that have fought for the wars especially those that fought at Fort McHenry and died, their corpses literally keeping our flag aloft. They didn't fight for Christianity. They didn't fight for this liberal hellhole. They fought for what they believed in, and they fought for the people they cared about. And with that, Lord Keeper's out. All right. I finally remembered what I was going to say. Um, yeah, mo most of these people, they will end up trying to argue with you and it's just a waste of your time. And in our in our little friends group, there was a, a little joke for a while about how do you know this? How do you know that? Like somebody would mention something months ago. And because I actually pay attention, I would remember months later. And they're like, oh, how did you know this general thing about me? Because I listen. Oh, well, how did how do you know this thing that the liberals are saying? Because I listen. Most people, honestly, they just aren't listening. So those of you who definitely made it this far, hey, fucking bravo to you. You have a rare skill. Most people, one, their attention span isn't long enough to make it this far. Two, they, they can't listen for that long if they can listen at all. So bravo to you guys. You're, you are the strong, the few, the proud, and the mighty. So, uh, yeah, until then, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Uh, due to us recording this last minute, I've, I'm probably just going to put this shit up raw. So, hey, see you guys uh, later. <laughs>